0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Movie Go Round, the film podcast that rotates between different themes every single week on a five-week schedule. This week's theme is future classics. Hello, everybody. My name is Brett Stewart. Joining me for future classics, David Lusader. How
1: are you? Well, I'm doing great. Should I? What sort of accent? Should I, I was trying to go <laughs> like Kentucky, something Kentucky fried, uh, but I wound up in here, which I'm not sure what this is. Uh, I'm not sure if it's yeah. Carolina
2: or Georgia yeah, I'm not, I'm not really that has not sure. quite so much magnolia in it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to believe that whatever my headcanon is for this, that he made that up on the spot. It'd be so much better if this is improv from Chris Evans in response if, to that accent. But I'm, I'm sure it was beautifully written by, by Ryan Johnson. Uh, Nicole Davis, how are you? <sighs>
2: I'm a woman in America. How do you think I am today? Jesus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're here to talk about knives out, Nicole. I
2: I got (laughs) some knives. I'm ready. We
0: we, we can be the... (laughs) No, we yeah no we we can be the escapism um, because we are we are here to talk about a very fun movie, uh, future clis- uh, future classics. Or a reminder is something that's come out in the last decade that uh, one of the three of us is bringing that we think will be a classic of cinema in some capacity moving forward. Before we talk about this movie, Nicole, next week it's around the world. It's your pick. It has to be an international film. What are we
2: watching? <sighs> you know. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm p- upset about certain judicial processes in the United States, sure, and I keep this sure. close to picking yeah. four months, three weeks, and two days. Um, mm-hmm. but
0: you're like, you're like me when I wanted to do bowling for Columbine like three yeah, months ago, and and, yeah. and you guys are like maybe we hold on that for a little yeah, bit.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, a movie about women desperately trying to seek an illegal abortion in a fascist regime. How could that possibly be relevant? Um, but <laughs> I've uh, uh, been asked for escapism <laughs> instead. so We need it. I'm going to pick a absolutely delightful movie that I'd been hearing a little word of mouth about, and I went to Netflix to check it out. It is R.R.R. It's an Indian wow. film in the Originally shot in Telugu, but the Telugu version is only on Z5, which is an Indian streaming service. Um, so, you have to watch it dubbed no matter what.
0: <laughs> is it R Is in, like, the letter R? Yes. Or? Yep,
2: R, R, R. I
0: thought you were saying this is, like, a hyper-violent movie. Like, this is really oh, there's, R. There's
2: some there's some violence in this movie. Yeah. Um,
0: Ooh, this looks this looks badass. It no, this is, is this okay. is
1: great. I yeah, I've been wanting to watch this for a while. I keep it hearing is about it. So
2: super badass. If you don't, if you're not completely sucked in within the first like t- 15, 20 minutes, I would be amazed. So also, this
0: movie made almost two hundred million dollars. It is yeah, it's it's in a in
2: all yeah. the best ways possible.
0: All right, <laughs> right on. Yeah, I'm right on. Well, R R R. Uh, and Nicole, remind us again where can it be streamed?
2: Uh, you can find it on Netflix. Uh, I watched it in Hindi with English subtitles just to get like some of the yeah some of the the experience. It's Tollywood, not Bollywood, because it's made in Telugu. It's not it's not made in uh, Mumbai. Um,
1: I'm assuming probably still half of it is still inexplicably in English. Yes. Uh, just randomly, like in the middle of sentences.
2: Yes. Extra bonus points if you can figure out who the evil British woman is without looking it up.
1: So-
2: <laughs> right. Oh, like the actor? Yes. Okay. It's someone right. you've, I absolutely guarantee you have seen her before.
1: Oh, I I almost just went and looked it up, so I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Right on. Well, r, 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 check
0: that out for next week. Uh, and also, it was just a quick shout out to Nicole for also keeping so up to date on both our editing and keeping the feed updated. You know, last week I got married and it was a Yay. whole like, thank you. Thank you. But like, obviously that meant like I was gone for like a week. And like, so the fact that we had a really cool encore episode on the feed was awesome. I, I enjoyed revisiting that movie i've had a post-it I, note
2: on my laptop for like three months reminding me that reign of fire's 20th anniversary was this july so yeah <laughs> right? i think, you're
0: the I, think I like one. it more having now sat with it listening to myself like a couple years ago talking about it i'm like i'm being a little harsh <laughs> so reign of fire check that out in the feed but this week is knives out a detective investigates the death of a pa- of the patriarch of an eccentric, combative family. It came out in 2018, so it is indeed eligible for a future classic. Yeah. One of
2: the newer ones. Although IMDb ones. says 2019, so I might be. I wrong think
1: it was on right. right on. Like I don't, you know, I think, I think it's it one of on those things cusp. of like it was a limited Christmas movie, didn't release come out on Christmas.
2: Okay. It's that's like a possible.
1: Thanksgiving-ish. I think it's like, like like you know limited release and then full release. <laughs> who yeah. knows and who cares?
0: I think I saw this on Christmas Day that year. Um, who knows if it had already been out or not? But, yes, uh, quick synopsis, David, as to why you think Knives Out will be a future classic before we dive into all of our discussion topics.
1: Oh, I mean, what reason is there not um, for it to be? I mean, I remember seeing the trailer and just being like, I need to see that movie uh, immediately. And I just had this feeling of, like, this is going to be a movie that people are going to be talking about. Um, You know, we're going to talk about Ryan Johnson later, whatever your feelings are, like... Ryan Johnson right now is a director that people find interesting and they keep their eye on what he's doing. And, uh, yeah, I saw this movie, uh, and immediately <laughs> fell in love with it. Um, it was, it was really great. Uh, I've seen it a, a few times now, which is like, you know, pretty rare for like a p- pretty recent movie. Uh, I mean, the acting is great. The directing is great. The story is great. It keeps you guessing all along. It's, It's just a uh, really, really fun movie that I I think can be enjoyed by, I think what kind of helps this not be a classic in the sense of like, sometimes when we talk about like film school classic is like, this is a movie that I think can be easily enjoyed by a lot of people. Um, I saw this twice in the theaters. I just remembered. That's that's very rare for me to see a movie twice in the theaters. So that must mean I liked it a lot.
0: This this movie is so exceptionally well written. I, I saw in the theaters. I saw it maybe a year or so after it came out and i haven't seen it since until this week and i had forgotten some of the key twists Mm -hmm. like i it's so well written that even if you know who the killer is at the end which i did you you still find yourself very surprised by this movie revisiting it because it's that well written and because the twists built in are so intricate and well woven together. So right. it- that's especially delightful for a whodunit because I, I think that that's a rarity.
2: Well, the first time around when you watch it, it's a whodunit, and then the subsequent times, it's always how how they done it again. How
0: they- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how yeah. they done how it done again? It? <laughs> uh, no, no kidding. I, that blew my mind this week where I was like, wow, I really did not remember a lot of this. Um, so let, look, we got so many discussion topics. Uh, first of all, we have this this. I was gonna say maniacal but that's not the right word this obtuse family this um <laughs> gregariously ostentatious
2: uh self-centered cluster of self-centered self-centered people. family <laughs> entitled uh, uh, yes
0: um entitled uh, with with it. With, with just a tour de force of acting yes. I mean Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, Michael Shannon, uh, Shannon Tony Collette
2: yeah, um, yeah. even um, Don well, John 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 Johnson. Johnson great
0: yeah. job uh, uh, Christopher I mean, Plummer of course being the patriarch who dies so yeah. like Everyone in this movie is a and, face you know. Yeah, like, and this an, is
1: Anna Dearmas? Yes, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: outside of the family, you know, she is obviously the the, the, the live in um nurse. Oh well,
1: yeah, yeah, you're talking about within this, yeah, the fam- she, she lives elsewhere. The family, the family like everybody that you see is someone that you can go like oh hey, I, I know them. Like, yes. pretty much everybody you've seen in, in some way, shape, or form.
2: Right. You're like, that's They're the they so kit. rich that's... that
1: Yoda is their lawyer. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Miss Piggy.
2: Is in I this didn't movie. realize that the first couple times I watched this. That was this. Frank
1: Oz. Yeah. yeah I the, looked the, it the up on IMDb.
2: Movie... I'm like, oh, that's Frank Oz. Oh, okay. I didn't
1: realize I knew what Frank Oz looked like until I was watching this movie in the theater. I'm like, is that Frank Oz? <laughs> <laughs> is, is
2: that Frank Oz is in this movie?
1: All my assets, both liquid and otherwise, I leave in their entirety to Marta Cabrera. My entire ownership of Blood Like Wine Publishing,
2: I leave in its entirety to Marta Cabrera. The copyright of its catalog, likewise, I leave in its entirety to Marta Cabrera. Uh,
0: no for sure like so so it's it's a tour de force of acting and and we'll we'll talk all about you know daniel craig yes uh, but he's so separately
1: what what is it? well i know we're gonna get into the accent but like whatever's going like he is just having such a good time
2: that's yes. very clear okay.
0: we'll talk about daniel craig now then <laughs> sure uh, he's having an amazing time and what i love about this movie is that i'm, I'm not going to disparage post bond bonds because some of them have had some wonderful roles Um, but I I do think it's something that's hard to get out of, and it's hard to get from underneath, Mm -hmm. and some of them have struggled more than others. The fact that this is a character that he has just become in such a unique and fun way, and that it's coming back, and we'll talk about that too, is so cool and unique and so polar opposite from James Bond.
2: Yeah, I think Daniel Craig has positioned himself really well for his post-Bond Career between this and actually another piece of accent work uh logan lucky yeah which was Gosh, amazing and lucky. also d- a delightful um heist movie mm-hmm. um yeah i think he's he's ready to go He's ready to go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh I, yeah. I think it helped too with him is like he had a bit of a film career. Not to say that the other people I mean, obviously Sean Connery was just bit
0: fine. A bit of a film career. Uh, Tomb Raider Two, you can't go much higher. I was You're thinking flown, flying pretty close
1: <laughs> to the sun. I was thinking Layer Cake, personally. Oh um, yeah. Oh, cake. that
2: one. That we watched. But yeah, for that, the show. That, that
1: movie. Um yeah, but you know, you, you had guys like and I'm thinking primarily, I guess, about like Pierce Brosnan, but like Pierce Brosnan was coming up from like some of you came up from like T V and did Bond and it's like you know, then, then you're then you're just Bond for right, some of these yeah. people. Pierce Brosnan had
2: to have a he had like a fallow period right after his yeah, Bond years nothing, for a while. Nobody was
1: hiring him.
2: He's been coming. Yeah, back. I mean,
0: there was Mamma Mia. There was eventually Mamma Mia too. But like, <laughs> how many Mamma Mias can you really do?
2: And now, World's um, End. Look-
1: world's end yeah, yes no. i'm looking forward to the Mamma mia remake with daniel craig uh, <laughs> put
0: in there. where he's one of the dads he's now yeah. old enough exactly i love it watch him be paired uh, with ana yeah. de armas
2: again as like she's the daughter of <laughs> perfect
0: love it because i just it. saw
2: them i just saw no time to die i um, still haven't watched that yes on streaming it's- ana de armas is in it and she's delightful
0: She's delightful yeah. and very badass. Yes. Oh, like yeah. I like that they keep making the quote-unquote Bond girls increasingly more badass, right? Like Absolutely. So, it's it, yeah, she's great in it. So, I mean, but Nicole, you mentioned that his accent is magnolia drenched, and I think that's <laughs> the best way to phrase it. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it's from. And multiple times people quirk at it in the movie because it's so ridiculous, but you can't help but love it. I spoke in the car about the hole at the center of this donut. And what you and Harlan did that fateful night seems, at first glance, to fill that hole perfectly—a donut hole in a donut's hole. But we must look a little closer, and when we do, we see the donut hole has a hole in its center. It is not a donut hole, but a
1: smaller donut with its own hole. And our donut is not a hole at all. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's great. Yeah. It's it's just. I think this movie would still be good if if he had his, you know, English accent, but there's just something about him walking around with this accent that just elevates the whole film for me. I don't oh, yeah. know. I don't know what it is. It's, I guess it's kind of that Southern detective charm, like swagger he's bringing mm-hmm. to everything. Uh, but it's, gosh, it's, it's so making- great. It's
2: making... It's making the detective very distinctive, you know, like Hercule Poirot yeah. or yes, yes. Columbo It's his big mustache, right, exactly. <laughs> it's giving him one distinctive trait that stands out and kind of distracts from the fact that his brain is working overtime and he's noticing absolutely everything. One One thing
1: I love for a movie like this is, like, for so much of it, the detective is just, like... I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's yeah. just like like he is, he is <laughs> working on the crime, but it's just so funny to like have him paired with Anna de Armas, who we've been with like through the whole film, so we know kind of what's really sort of going on. There's still you know the big like twist there towards the end, but to see her attempts to like foil him and see his investigation, it's just it's just a fun contrast. To have them running around it together.
0: It absolutely is. And and I will, you know, we, we always say this, but, like, please stop listening if you haven't seen Knives Out. Like, we're going to spoil this three times over, and it really is such a fun journey the first time, and it's still fun with subsequent views, but, like, do yourself a favor and go watch it. Um, but there's a quote from Ryan Johnson where he was saying, like, I wouldn't have asked Daniel Craig to do this accent, nor did I... <laughs> think he would like he says you know i may not have went for it uh he wanted something that placed him that separated him from the rest of the characters uh kind of maybe leaves him open for ridicule is what he said so like just like and it's true like he is he feels weirdly out of place amongst everything happening which is what you need for his character
2: right well it was yeah. shot up here i think around the yeah, uh, lowell area oh was it really massachusetts yeah, yeah.
1: It was in shot in, so, uh, several scenes are set in in Maynard,
2: yes yeah you don't okay. hear you get that very like post-industrial look to the town right. you know we, there was a lot of mills of various kinds up here yeah. like textile mills and things up here yeah. uh, that have long since uh gone defunct um. Mm. And those towns are, you know, a little more impoverished as a result. So the land around them became cheap. So rich families bought the land and built large things on them. Various reasons. But yeah, you don't get a lot of Deep South accents up here. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right.
0: No. Uh, one, of my, one of my favorite scenes, since you mentioned, you know, rich families coming in and building these estates... One of my all-time favorite scenes is, is when, you know, uh, spoilers start here, when Chris Evans is going off on his, you know, and I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you meddling kids. And he's like, I will take my ancestral home. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Daniel Craig is like, what are you talking about? Your grandfather bought this in the 80s from like a Pakistani billionaire. Yes.
1: <laughs> I love, it's like, such a, so good. It's such a throwaway line. And I love there's kind of this undercurrent of like, they are not old money. Uh, no they are they are new money because he was a a prolific uh author of like crime novels of course because it's always it's always an author of crime novels that Mm -hmm. gets murdered um and like yeah he just got a bunch of money and like and so everybody in the family is obviously uh you know suckling at the teat of christopher (laughs) Plummer there but they're acting like We've always had money. We were raised with money. Our whole, our family right. has had money our entire lives. We've,
0: right. we've, we've, built ourselves, and but they've also built themselves up from the ground uh, up. He built. Oh, you yes. know, very
1: important distinction. They're all yeah. self-made
2: um, millionaires with small all self-made loans millionaires from there. Yeah, yeah. small salary loans.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's like whole thing of like about like, well, I started my own business. And it's like with several th- several million dollars from
2: my yeah, dad.
0: Yeah, and, and that's then we'll get into her character. Uh, but one thing I do want to say at the top of all this before we start getting into each of these characters and the in the specific plot is that the reason I really love this movie and I'm i so passionate about why I agree with you first of all, David, is because um, you know you had mentioned like it's always the millionaire. Um, I'm sorry, it's always it's always the 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 mystery crime novelist is the one who gets killed. Like there are tropes in here, right? Like it's not tropeless, but it's so. And it's not an adaptation, right? This was written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. And so it's not an adaptation. It's full of tropes. But at the same time, it's so exquisitely well-written and well-acted and has such nuance in its storytelling. And the way it goes about these twists that feels genuine and earnest and exciting. And it's not a dull movie at one single moment. It, it's so wholly original. And, and that does feel special to me when you in, in an era when the box office is predominantly dominated by franchises and sequels, and and I know that this will now become a franchise with any sequels. <laughs> it has one coming out this December, but uh, the fact that it can exist on its own as well is a really cool thing, and that it was well beloved too. This was very financially successful. It was very critically acclaimed. It's great that this can just live as its own little thing and be successful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, so
0: with that note, uh, let's talk a little bit about Jamie Le- Lee Curtis's character. Uh, you know, you put in here, Nicole, like, what, what was it? Was Linda the only one that actually loved her dad? It seems or no, like not the only it, yeah. one. You just said it seems like she actually did love her dad. And I, I'm not sure if anyone else in the family did.
2: Hmm. Yeah, you don't help, see a quote, unquote, lot of help quote unquote loved her dad
0: because he didn't call her the help.
2: <laughs> but I mean, she, you know, Linda at least has these letters That her father Mm -hmm. used to write to her. You know, they had their own secret system of communicating that worked for them. And she's, she actually, while she is a very uh, controlled and controlling person, it really does seem like she loved her dad and she's sorry he's gone. And, you know, she had at least some affection for him. Whereas everyone else is just, what am I going to get out of this? Mm -hmm. You know, where's my inheritance? Mr. Blanc, I know who you are. I read your profile in The New Yorker. I found it delightful. I just buried my 85-year-old father who committed suicide. Why are you here?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, a lot of it, too, is, you know, Christopher Plummer was not uh, his character whose name for some reason is slipping my brain harlan harlan i thought it was harlan um it, he's not like a perfect father you know they, they show that he definitely had some care but he's not you know he's not a perfect dad and uh he it just seems like yeah as you point out like jamie lee curtis uh linda had figured out like how to communicate with him in a way that allowed them to forge a relationship um where i feel like yeah everyone else was was always trying to in some way like win the affections or attention? Mm. I guess I should say not always affections. Win the attention um, of of everything. You know, except for like uh, Ransom, who <laughs> was so was so much like Harlan that they that they got along uh, for better or for worse.
0: I think um, I agree with you completely on that. And for me, I think Michael Shannon. You know, his character is Walt. Um, who is the son that is, is charged with you know, caretaking for the, uh, the publishing house that they started for these novels. And it's made very clear early on that he's trying to sell off licensing rights and he wants to make movies and television and really wants to blow this thing up and, and the father wants nothing to do with it. Um, I have some sort of like, I feel like he cares a little bit until he starts blackmailing innocent people, <laughs> <laughs> that, that 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 ominous scene where he corners a lone woman in a dark hallway and threatens her yeah. family, I'm like, oh man, I, you could have been almost likable, but no. And he know. is a
2: big dude. He is intimidating. Oh, it's it's a scare.
0: I remember the first time I saw that scene, I was really scared he was going to like try to attack her.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: and. and- and that's one thing that I, I want to give credit to Michael Shannon here because he's played so many characters. It's like, okay, Michael Shannon's going to punch this person's teeth in, uh, but in this one, you know, he's still playing that big dude. But like, there is something so um, impotent about yes, Mark, yeah. that yeah. even though he's like this bigger dude and like, yeah, it's he's like courting her and it's creepy. Like at the same time, like, it, I, this doesn't have that feel of like, oh, he's a real vision. Like he's he's just money hungry. He's right. not
0: night. Yeah, in a walking boot. <laughs> right, exactly. In a walking boot. And this yeah, he
2: speaks to his talent, because yes. Michael Shannon is the man you call usually when you want extremely intense characters. But he's dialed it way down for this right. role, to the point where it's... He's just intensely impotent, if that's a thing. You know? He's yeah.
1: <laughs> he's, he's not chewing the scenery. He's
2: thwarted. He has yes. Yeah. He's not chewing the scenery and he's thwarted in everything that he's trying to do. Yeah. And then You're discovers so right, that Nicole. he's going to have nothing.
1: hmm Right.
0: None of them. Are. You're so right that that's a kind of character he's normally brought in to be. I didn't really think about that, but, you know, one of the last times I saw him in a movie where I was in the theater was they did this limited showing of a concert documentary the, of Bob Dylan's like Christian years when he was doing you know gospel and that sort of stuff and it was this really cool documentary they put together all this footage and they wanted to make it more movie like so they interspliced it with these um with these shots of what is supposed to be like a Baptist priest giving these really intense um, sermons you know all that the tie in really well into like the next song is going to play and they had Michael Shannon do it and it's <laughs> it is it's like it's arresting in its intensity um and that you're right that's how you're used to seeing him and he's so meek in this movie if
1: if people haven't seen if you haven't seen michael shannon uh, because like a a number of years ago it's probably like 10 years at this point this sorority uh like president or or her email got leaked that she had sent out where she is just so scathing (laughs) and saying such horrible things to the members of the sorority and then uh funny or die had michael shannon read it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it is uh, it is fantastic. If Sigma Nu said, yeah, we're going to invite Zeta over. Would
0: you be happy? Would you? No, you wouldn't! So good. Uh, and, and again, the caliber of actors in this movie is astounding. <laughs> it's so astounding. Uh, but yeah, I, I, to go to central back to our other, you know, to the main question here. Nicole, I think you're right. Like, Linda's the only one that seems to have this, because she's also the only one that seems to have her own money separate of him, right? Like, right. I mean, yes. it's
2: thanks to his money, but right. she it's does have her right. own protected, separate uh, riches. Right. So she's not going right. to lose anything from her father's death.
0: Though at the end of this movie, I think it's fair to say that Don Johnson is about to.
2: Oh, yes. He's probably <laughs> because going to she lose reads that things. secret note. So. yeah.
1: Oh, and the ending when Don Johnson is trying to openly bribe some cops as they are <laughs> walking. Don Johnson plays around.
0: plays so skeevy in this movie, so perfectly. What another one of my favorite scenes is is when they're arguing politics. That you know, in some of the flashbacks of the night. Well, you know, Christopher Plummer's character had already gone upstairs, and. Um, you know, he's talking about like you know how oh, I might get canceled, but I'll just say it: America's for Americans, like Ugh. whatever that means. And like they're just, and then Tony Collette is is playing this um hippy dippy. I meditate rather than sleep. Gwyneth
2: Paltrow wannabe, um,
0: slacktivist, right? <laughs> like 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 she's happy to post it on Twitter, but I don't think she's ever actually been to a rally. You know, <laughs> like that kind of person. Mm. Um
1: has has money but pretends she doesn't.
0: Right, right. Now, remind me, whose daughter is Meg?
1: Meg is is Tony Collette's daughter. Okay, because Meg sucks. Yes. I'm just throwing... Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. No, Meg sucks. Meg sucks. (laughs) I mean, also... She professes to be on, you know, Ana de Armas'... Her her character's side and then quietly pressures her to help her out to get her tuition money. is it
1: quite... I, I feel like the implication in there is that the family all pressured her into doing that
2: I think she did um, it on her own too
0: I I, I kind of got that vibe as well like I think she is part of this vulture pack at this point you know because she, I mean just like the rest of them there's some something big that she's losing you know and it's I mean at one point you know Chris Evans in this movie says how is her her degree going in um in uh SJW or whatever, it uh, because it, it's heavily alluded that she has some really BS degree, right? Like, this is a trust fund kid getting a really BS degree at a liberal arts school that's probably well beyond, you know, what her means would be if, you know, Harlan wasn't paying for this. Right. Um, I don't know. There's just something so... And I think it's because... So, one thing this movie does really well, um, and the way I called it out in our... In our sheet is her family is from Paraguay like there's there's so much of this faux it's not faux woke but it's like how would you I don't know you Nicole you know what I'm getting at yeah
2: well no they all they all claim that Marta is the name of the the nurse who comes in they all claim that Marta is part of the family and they treat her like part of the family and every one of them says that she's from a different country you know, they, right. they claim to love her but they know nothing about her
0: oh yeah I- but also in addition to that they're also just they're 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 rich white people that just assume that any number of these countries is where she came from mm-hmm. and i think that's also what i'm getting at is that they're just like oh yeah paraguay uruguay like she's from somewhere other than here right mm-hmm. yeah and like they all do it and like so there there's this deep-seated like elite hypocrisy throughout this movie that ryan johnson is poking fun at and i think meg is part of that like meg you know professes to be like the woke daughter that is you know getting the meaningful social degree and and you know is can call her cousin a nazi and sounds like he might be and uh (laughs) you know but at the same time is all too willing to throw the immigrant family under the bus you know uh
1: yeah i i was thinking of the the scene um When when I think it's when Don Johnson's being questioned, and it's like, oh, you know, how do you feel about how do you feel about Marta? And they're all like, oh, she's part of the family, you know. And there's there's that scene where it's like Don Johnson is calling her over, like she's gonna join them, and then we see that scene, which is the one you were talking about earlier, where it's like, yeah, if I get canceled, like Americas for Americans, and like they're bringing her over just to you know talk about the fact that she's an immigrant and yeah or a daughter of an immigrant
2: marta, you're and an like, immigrant well, how do you right, feel yeah. about this issue and she's just yeah, like no exactly. please Speak no. for your entire <laughs>
1: ethnic group
0: to justify my point marta and
1: it's funny you know there's that thing of like well you know Oh she's one of the good ones like basically oh, exactly.
0: You know? That thank you. That that is what I'm circling around and I'm having trouble pinning down. It is the like she came in the right way, you know? Like oh. she worked hard to be here. She deserves to be here. And like there's there's that element of elitist nonsense mm-hmm. um along with all the politics associated with it that this family is is just so comedic in 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 regard to, you know? And Ryan Johnson captures it really well because it's a parody to us, but there are people like this. Oh, yes.
1: Like, there truly are. Oh, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, there are probably people who saw this movie and thought that the uh, the, the thrombies were victims in some
0: way. Oh, my God. But, th- th- David, you did put a quote in our docket. I just saw, you had sex with
1: my grandpa. You oh, that, that was, I think <laughs> that was, uh, that was Nicole. That yeah. was for me, oh, yes. Nicole. That's
2: from the Nazi cousin. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> After God. they Little... find out that Marta is the sole beneficiary of the estate, uh, yeah. he tar- you know, They and Linda says, did you boink my father? <laughs> <And> the Nazi kids. <laughs> oh, how kid quickly says, they
0: turn, by the way. You had
2: sex with my grandpa, you dirty anchor baby.
1: Uh, <laughs> Apparently geez. that was an
2: ad lib. From oh actor Jaden Martell. Way to, way to go,
1: Jaden Martell! And it uh, actually and like,
2: poor. originally got lost in the mix, and Ryan Johnson made them do the scene again just so he could make sure he got that. That's
1: pretty funny. <laughs> oh uh, my god, that's
0: so it's so on point for that character. What a punchable face! Yes. That, oh my god, yeah. Uh, and, it's like and, and, a
1: Joffrey level punchable and, and face. And I know like in like this is not me insulting like Jaden Martell does a great job as it's that his character. character. Yes. Yeah. He just he sets himself up in such a way that like he is so smug in every scene he's in mm-hmm. that like yeah. I just wanna just- a drop kick that kid's face.
0: And, and I love how half the family thinks he's politically active, and the other half of the family thinks he's an incel. Like, he is an and incel. there's like no in between.
1: Yeah, he is a hundred percent like. I mean, he's on his phone the whole time on Twitter. You know? Yeah. I think, oh I think, no! I think he was on. He was on in something called "Defending Jacob" shortly after this, <laughs> which was about. I think he like played like a a kid that like killed somebody, um, and like Chris Evans, I, I think is his dad. Um, but it's like at, for some reason, Jaden Martell was just bagging up all those terrible He's cornered corn the roles. market. <laughs> yeah, terrible right. teen. Good, well, good for him. Maybe I guess he was
2: trying to get out of. You know, he was in it as.
1: Uh, yeah. as oh, he uh, was Bill. That's Bill, where I know I'm from. Yeah.
2: So he's the nice, thoughtful, smart kid, and he wanted to go <laughs> the other way, complete, I guess. <laughs>
1: complete 180.
0: No so kidding. A smart no thing kidding. to do
2: while you're young. You know, get yeah. roles as varied as you can so you don't get stuck into one mold. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I do love, though, on that scene where we learn that Marta gets the whole estate just how rapidly the family turns on her. How this goes, you know, it's like, you little bitch, just like immediately from Jamie Lee Curtis, who you thought might be the one that's a little more grounded, maybe? No, (laughs) not one bit. Um, Again, feeds into the type of family that, you know, Johnson's portraying here. Um, But yeah, you know, this movie takes an unexpected turn for me. I remember the first time I saw it, when you find out pretty early that Marta is getting this money. This isn't a big reveal at the end. This is an intricate part of the plot that causes, unfortunately, like, more death and lots of other things to pop up. Like, this happens pretty early in the movie. I remembered it being later until I saw it again.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Poor Fran. <laughs>
1: Poor Fran. She, oh, she, Poor she just Fran. wanted to have her secret stash yeah. and live her life.
0: Yeah. Does does this movie work as well without? Is it Laketh? Is that how you Lakeith. pronounce his name? It's Lakeith, Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith, Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, he's the uh, the head um, cop that is that calls Benoit Benny. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: um, yeah, Lakeith Stanfield plays Lieutenant Elliot.
0: Lieutenant Elliot. Um, no, because to answer your question, Nicole, I think he, I think he pokes fun at some of the absurdity of it, and
1: if he, if he doesn't, then the
0: audience will.
2: Right. Right, I and, think
1: he's all. Oh, sorry.
2: sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, I was
1: going to say he was also the Watson role a little bit because Benoit doesn't yes. have he doesn't have the sidekick that is like what you mean this and of of course I mean that
2: <laughs> right. Uh,
1: so Benoit he, he's Blanc playing. has the
2: the leaps of intuition and the yeah. Two policemen have to catch up.
1: Yeah, I think right. I think Le is a bit. I don't I don't want to say. No, I'm going to say he's wasted. Lakeith Stanfield is a great actor. I -hmm. think this role is pretty bare bones. It could have been done by a number of people. I'm happy to see Lakeith Stanfield in it. Um, I just think that the role didn't have a ton to it. That I think a lot you could have you could have put a lot of other actors in that role, and it would have been virtually, in my opinion, similar. But I'm happy to see Lakeith Stanfield here because I like Lakeith Stanfield.
2: I think he's the one non-eccentric character (laughs) yeah in the entire movie i mean even his even trooper wagner his sidekick is a huge fanboy of the novelist (laughs) and knows them backward and forward so and he's also a fanboy of the detective benoit blanc you know so Mm -hmm. it's uh they've all got their little quirks except for lieutenant Elliot. But I think it's it's nice. He provides this sort of quiet, uh, I don't know, just a, a quiet base around which the rest of the movie yeah. happens.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think you do sort of, you sort of need that. You need somebody, because it wouldn't, there are times when he does, when Benoit Blanc is kind of explaining what's going on to Marta, but you need somebody who's removed from the situation for him to talk to, and explain all these things. Like I said, sort of that Watsony role. role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It just, you know, just happens to be this guy. Um, it's funny, like talking about it like this, cause if you had asked me, you know, two weeks ago, like the Keith Stanfield in the movie, I'm like, you know, he's, he's there. Um, but th- this conversation has actually kind of helped me realize like, okay, he is, his character is serving a purpose.
2: Yeah. Plus he's yeah. the contrast, you know, the absurdity isn't, doesn't seem quite as high without a normal person to contrast it against someone who would actually behave like an actual human being might in the world,
0: <laughs> right? So, very much agreed. Very much agreed. Though th- I will say, I think I think Anne arnis's character is pretty grounded. You she, know, she is, but she I mean, is. She, she's pulled into a ridiculous hijink of death and intrigue. But
2: well, I mean, th- except for that one little foible, of
0: <laughs> yes, not being able have done to without lie. all the vomiting, according to Nicole. <laughs> You don't like the you don't like the vomiting. That no, that's a good bit.
2: No, no, I don't. Yeah, I can watch people be like flayed alive in a movie, but I have to watch somebody barf, and I'm going to be upset. <laughs> you know, I, I, it
1: was on the morning stream like a hundred years ago. It's always stuck with me that that uh, Darryl, who was on the morning stream, um, used to say that every movie and TV show has someone vomiting. And I kind of rolled my eyes at that. But as time has gone on, I'm like, most movies and TV shows have somebody vomiting in them at some point. Uh, and it is all over this movie. And I'm with you, Nicole. It always, in everything, I'm like, oh, don't show me that. It's it's When they do it into like a vase, I'm like, okay, that's gross, whatever. That's cool. It's when the I, chunks
0: on Chris Evans' face. Yeah, when I can
1: see it, <laughs> yeah. when, when I see the chili that she ate <laughs> two yeah. scenes earlier uh coming up again i'm like no no thank you Ugh,
2: no i don't like yeah it.
0: no i i agree with you guys particularly on that that last instance of vomiting um that that was you know uh chunky so <laughs> yes yeah you're not wrong you're not wrong um daniel craig singing loudly in his car by himself will never not be funny <laughs> it's just A- also so that he- what was her game plan? Was she just going to come back with nothing? Like,
1: I, well, she was going to go talk to time, Fran.
0: No, but like, got in the back in the car, like back, got back in the car with him. Oh, shouldn't she have had like dry
1: cleaning or something? She didn't think that
0: far ahead. Clearly not. <laughs> yeah, but he's hanging out in the car, I, singing I just, to himself. I wanted to
1: point because that scene, because they cut to him just in there with the headphones in, holding a phone, just singing alone and i just i love that little like it's a little just a little character moment it adds nothing to the story but it adds this whole dimensionality to benoit blanc the thought of you stays bright sometimes i stand in the middle of the floor yeah,
2: i wish i recognized it also the makes... song i think it would have been funnier for me oh. but it's not one that i've i think i've heard before
0: Yeah, I don't know what he's singing either, but I I do think that it also gives him like this. There's almost like no in-between. It's like, are you Sherlock Holmes or are you the Pink Panther guy?
2: And like not Cuso. a lot of in between. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was
0: until Benoit Blanc comes along, right? Like he kind of finds that middle ground. He's quirky. He's weird. He doesn't like David said earlier. He doesn't always know what's going on, but he gets there, right? He was singing um, "Losing
1: My Mind" for the record. Okay, uh, yeah. right just, on. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I mean, but I'm just. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know what I'm. Like I mean, but, but in uh, dark
2: corners and hit a single key on the piano when uh, somebody I lies during interrogation. <laughs>
1: I love people like who is that guy? What is what is? He oh, doing I love here? when it breaks
0: all of a sudden. Yeah, what is that guy doing here? Oh, it's so good. Pay no attention um, to the man. Also, yeah, exactly. No, no attention at all. Now, um, there are there is a, a significant amount of sweater wearing in this movie. Yeah, um, at least a third of which is done by uh, by Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah and God uh, bless him. Chris Evans, <laughs> so much good sweater Cri- Chris porn. Chris Evans, as you would say Nicole
1: in a cable knit sweater is something <sighs> we didn't know we needed. But no,
2: no, I didn't know. Something. I'm glad we got it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, glad I'm glad we, yeah, we got it. It's a good it. thing we got.
2: Yeah, and I mean, this was for you know future reference, generations from now, and they tune back into our podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this was a thing. This was a cultural zeitgeist. Moment of women fawning over Chris Evans in his sweaters in this movie.
1: Yes, no, and it's so funny because like he had been Captain America for, and like yeah, okay, Captain America muscle suit, he looks great, blah blah blah. And they're not
2: form fitting or anything; they like drape on him perfectly. He's just
1: in a sweater in this movie, and every woman I know who saw this was talking about Chris (laughs) Evans in a sweater.
0: Yeah, literally. The New Yorker, December twenty nineteen. The curious case of Chris Evans' sweater in Knives Out. <laughs> Where to buy Chris Evans' knives out sweater in twenty twenty. <laughs> like this was the thing. He looks fantastic
1: in
2: it. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's a pretty pretty man. That's all I can say. <laughs> he makes the sweaters and, look good.
1: Or do the well, it, a, look it is
0: it is the Blarney honeycomb Aaron sweater. And it is still sold out. <laughs> uh, no, they
1: probably don't make it so anymore. So you
0: will not be getting your Chris Evans sweater anytime soon. Yeah, I got um, a couple of
2: fisherman sweaters, but none of them look that nice. Oh
1: so, yeah,
0: no, I know no, those, no. those like those those Irish wool sweaters. Oh, they are so um, warm. dry. Clean them, please, people. Don't wait. Don't wash them in your washing <laughs> no, machine. No, they're super um, warm. That's they're my water PSA resistant, for today. But
2: you wash them in your yep. washing machine. Yeah. You wash all the lanolin away, and then they're not as water resistant. That's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Tune, um, in,
1: tune in for hot uh, yeah, yeah. garment I mean, wear tips. Uh, <laughs> wear
0: undershirts. That way you don't, yeah, don't don't wash those things. <laughs> um, so you don't get to see Chris Evans be dastardly that often. You, you mentioned that in our docket, Nicole, and that he's pretty good at it. Yeah. And that's true. He's usually, he's always the hero, as far as I can remember. Up your ass, Joni. You've had your teeth in this family's tit for a long time. Up your
1: ass? Oh, very oh, nice. Matter of oh fact,
0: eat shit. No, no, how's that? Eat
2: no, 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 no. shit. Do not
1: use that word in front of my
2: son. Eat shit. If eat I was shit. You shit. I
1: would slap that smug smile.
2: Right? Definitely Rant eat go.
1: shit. Eat shit. i shit. That's why this movie is so great on rewatches, because you get to see the little things that that chris evans is doing because he he is sort of positioned he's positioned as the one like he's a he's a suspect but he doesn't seem that likely based on all the other motives going on right yeah um it's like sure it could be him uh but he you know is it and then it turns out it is spoilers (laughs) Um, but it's great watching again like those scenes like when marta tells him everything and he does that little huh like, he just realizes what's been handed to him on a platter, and it's it's just really fun to go back and see that performance again, knowing the undertone behind
2: it. Yeah, he plays it as sort of a a bit of a cad, but maybe mm-hmm. he'll still be willing to help her. Uh-huh. So, you you start to question he's yourself. Almost you know, he's almost likable for got a moment, the most because he's the one that's motive. willing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: But yeah, you're right. He's almost likable when he's listening to her.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And then he, like you
1: think
0: he's going to be her partner in crime, right?
2: And then he drops at the end, and you just ate this giant plate of beans, and you can't lie to me, so tell me exactly what happened.
1: <laughs> he's, and you're just you know like, he's clever.
2: Oh, you bastard!
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, you know, y- y- you kind of see, because Harlan throughout the movie we've seen is like a sort of a clever, conniving sort of guy, and we see that reflected in in Chris Evans' character, Ransom. Also, I mean, his name For is sure. Ransom.
2: Like, well, that's his middle name. It's Hugh Ransom. It's his
0: middle name.
2: <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, why would you go yeah, by it, Hugh me you a little bit Ransom? of Ransom? <laughs>
0: right. Right like like early early Chris Evans that we've seen on this podcast like Scott Pilgrim Chris Evans like there's there's <laughs> there's sprinklings of that in
1: here sprinklings I think a little of bit dastardly in it's, that you yeah. know it, yeah I mean he he was Captain America he was Mr. Clean Cut always you know always doing the right thing true blue guy so it's fun to see him in Played a role Played the human torch That's <laughs> oh god
0: no no no
1: <laughs> yeah he also did do that <laughs> Yeah so yep. he's in Sunshine. So, um, he's excellent in
2: that. He in Snowpiercer, you know. But always the heroic. Oh, he's roles. a great actor. Yeah, it's great yeah. to see
1: a role again, like so many here. Just he was having a good time
0: for sure. And you know, I, I watched a, a long featurette on this movie where they talked about how the way the house was built. There was a a downstairs that were really almost all the scenes you're seeing shot are on the second floor, and that on the that like the main floor is where. Um, lighting and makeup and, and all this other stuff was they're building out and people would come to set on days when they were not scheduled to work just to hang out in that big room because they wanted to hang out with each other ryan johnson apparently just created a great environment on set for this the people loved working with each other so to hear about that really makes the movie jives so much more with me because there is that great chemistry on screen as well. And that great banter on screen. And to know that was happening off as well is, is pretty cool.
1: I think that's something about Ryan Johnson. Cause I've heard some other stuff. I don't remember who it was, but they were talking about, I think it was when they were shooting. It may have been Jessica Gordon-Levitt. It was either looper or brick. And they talked about like eating Thanksgiving dinner together. And it's like, it just sounds like people yeah. from everything I've heard, like people who work on Ryan Johnson's sets, tend to like working on ryan johnson's sets
2: he seems like yeah, a likable guy
0: yeah and on that note <laughs> i i will rhapsodize how much i love him and how he is i think he is the. i think he's the title holder now of the director of the most future classics on this program wow we have brought looper this and the last jedi all his future classics Wow, um and we i think we've agreed on all of them we have yet to come to a conclusion on this uh and I know that he gets a lot of hate because there are a lot of Star Wars fans out there that want to hate him. You do that? Cool. I disagree with you wholeheartedly. See our last Jedi episode. But he is like you said, David, he is such an interesting director in Hollywood right now, making consistently unique and exciting stuff. Love or hate Star Wars. He did something totally different with Star Wars than what right. we'd never seen before. You know? And he continues to do that with each of his films and it makes him really exciting to watch. I just I can't wait to go see Ryan Johnson movies and that's that's really you know that's special and I, I hope he continues to iterate and make cool things and you know they are making a sequel to this called Glass Onion mm-hmm. and On, uh, I business. was going through the cast before the show and the cast includes um, uh, Ethan Hawk, Dave Patista, Leslie Odom Jr., Katherine Hahn uh, Kate Hudson. And a bunch of other people. So it, the they're doing the same thing again. <laughs> they're doing like um Edward Norton, um, Janelle Monet, Jessica Henwick, like they're doing Jada Pinkett Smith. They're doing like the big cast again mm-hmm. of like really recognizable names. And this time and with this more time, people of color.
2: I was gonna say more than one person of color. <laughs> yeah, w- yeah. Way more people
0: yes, exactly. And also, um in Greece, which is gonna Ooh. be cool because just visually I think They'll do something aesthetically unique with with Greece that is, is sunny and bright, and a a very stark contrast to what the tonal, the visual tone of this movie is.
2: So is that? So it's only a. It's not a direct sequel to this movie. It's just another it Benoit is a Blanc. Direct. Well, it's, it is a Benoit
1: Blanc mystery.
0: They're they're doing um, like the what's his name the dude the dude from like mystery on the
1: river or like a hercule Orient Express. Thing. yeah it's, so it's it's yeah. the full title is glass onion a knives out mystery but there is right. none of the uh outside of daniel craig nobody is rich like anna de Armas is not <laughs> tagging right. along in greece this time <laughs> okay yeah
2: and brett where does the title glass onion come from
0: glass onion i mean that's a beatles song but exactly <laughs> I, I don't know if that's where they're pulling from. No,
2: why? So, where um, else would you? Why would you call it Glass Onion for like any other reason whatsoever?
0: Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> also, they do. They also, they they literally close this movie, the the one we're talking about now, with Sweet Virginia, The Rolling Stones, oh, so good, which is a great exit. Yes. When the, the the credits of this movie is one of the few credits I'll, I'll always stick around for because they're playing Sweet Virginia while it rotates between different painted. Um, You know, visualizations of the cast, like these like vintage paintings, like something that would have been on the walls in the home, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, so good. Uh, By the way, one thing I noticed this time around, which I did not notice last time, is all the paintings of them at the end are all like regal. And it's like them like in a study or like, you know, with a nice background behind them. And Chris Evans's looks like his his courtroom sketch. So it's showing him in the courtroom after the fact notice that this time around <laughs> little little bits and pieces ryan johnson does that yeah so i really um, i'm excited for glass onion but i hope i i don't know how it i don't know it'll, it'll be see. different and that's okay yeah it'll okay. be fun
1: and it's it's good that they are going just like benoit blanc's doing a new thing he's in greece great that's that's the the way to yeah. do it to have it be good. I, I really i just want it'll to, be a netflix thing yeah uh they bought the season sequ- netflix bought the rights to, to the two sequel, sequels not the original to two sequels two sequels yeah, yeah. Ooh, um up. I, I just want to say i just wanted to talk about like the, the last ending shot of the movie I just really yeah. enjoy that shot of Marta standing on the terrace drinking out of the the coffee cup looking down as the uh, the thromby and Drysdale's all stare back in
2: as in they contempt. leave her house Ugh. yeah
1: exactly
0: <laughs> As they leave her house with as, her custom and, and, mug and that I Curtis says, does a long drag on the cigarette yeah. yeah
2: and Marta's got the the custom mug that I think says my car my house my rules I think so. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep, <laughs> really it does. Like
2: so.
0: Oh my god, Jamie Lee Curtis is smoking in this movie is amazing. <laughs> There's something about these long like stern stares as she slowly smokes her cigarettes in this movie that's just simply perfection. It's, and uh, I adore her. Cuz
1: Jamie Lee Curtis is a fantastic actor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, she's great
0: so so i want I want to end our discussion with one of your points, David, which is that the movie plays it fair, and it has a really fresh twist on the genre and I, I wanted you to kind of elaborate on what you mean by plays it fair because i do I do agree that 's a really important element as to why it 's so
1: great sure. So this movie uh you learn really early on Christopher Plummer kills himself he does not he is not murdered in a traditional sense. Uh, he he kills himself, and there's not some reveal that, like, oh, it was all a prank, but someone came in and killed him later. Uh, you know, it is it is just very much what you saw happen is what happened. Now, there's more to it. More gets revealed as the, the, the movie goes on, and especially, like, at the end of the movie there. Um,
2: oh, and it's so sad, because you find out he wouldn't yeah. have died if... He just let oh her God, yeah. call the ambulance.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you know, with everything going on and you know, he was doing it to protect her. But I just like that there was not like the the twist was that she thought she poisoned him, but she didn't. Right. And it was still uh it was um ransom had this whole nefarious plot. They didn't pull some extra big twist out of it like what you saw happen in the movie is what happened and that's like you know normally it's like they find the body and then the whole movie is unraveling what happened and here's the convoluted plot and this whole time we know what happens but right what right. the the mystery is like the mystery that's revealed is like what what is what is the true story of what happened
2: right and it's that's no cheat you know there are no cheats like exactly. Jacob snuck nanobots into his coffee and uh, then right. <laughs> they killed him yeah. from the inside
1: yeah like he he secretly manipulated the whole. He was trying to manipulate the whole thing, uh, but it didn't work out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I also do want to call out that this was his third role technically before he died. Um, oh, Christopher. Third Plumbers. to last, so yeah. it was Plumbers. Christopher Homer's
1: third role in all of his acting <laughs> it was his career. Third
0: role at like ninety something years old. Right, good for him uh, with a filmography that has its own IMDb page. Um. Yeah. My God. Side note. Just quick appreciation for Christopher Christopher Plummer. Did you guys ever end up seeing all the money in the world? No. No. Is
1: that that the one that uh, Kevin Spacey? Like a week. Yeah, Kevin Spacey (laughs) was in, and they turned around and reshot all of his parts.
0: Yeah, they literally took this entire movie and refilmed it in like a week with Christopher Plummer because they cut Spacey out of everything because this was right at the height of learning about Kevin Spacey and what had happened. And just first of all, I, I don't always love Ridley Scott, but his willingness to do that and Christopher Plummer being still outstanding in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, it's it's yeah, good, it, it's a good it, film. It to got watch.
1: nominated for Academy Awards still.
0: Yeah. 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 We'll have to bring it to the program sometime. It's an interesting one. If not just because he literally like, no, learned sorry, his lines in like a week. Sorry.
1: No. Christopher Plummer got nominated for an Academy Award right. for yeah, that movie. Yeah, that was a be best yeah. actor. He is yeah.
2: a pro. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: he was. He yes, was, he was a yes, awesome absolutely. Editor. On that note, I think that's the perfect finale. Uh, do we agree that this is a future classic? And if so, what yes. kind
2: <laughs> just a general classic. yes, it's definitely. It's so well written. It's so cleanly directed. The performances are fantastic. It holds up. It doesn't cheat. You know every every performance down to. The woman playing, you know, the, the elder Juanetta Thromby, Kay Callan.
0: Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> great Nana, Juanetta. Oh, ask, yes. How old is she? And says, No one knows. No <laughs> one no I knows.
0: find it very pleasant sitting here, just sitting with you or whatever. Oh, that's such is. a
1: great, yeah. That's such a great that's scene. A good scene.
2: So, and I mean, it's, it's impeccably done. Yes. And even 100%. though it's you done it, it's still one that you can watch over and over again and enjoy.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I have no qualifiers for this one. I think it'll be a classic. I know for me it's something I'll revisit every couple of years because it's just so much fun and it's really well made. And we didn't really talk about like the 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 visual storytelling aspects of it, but just the fact that they were able to cram enough oddities into this house and this property <laughs> that it would be believable that a mystery author would probably want to build a house with these sorts of things, like a, you know, faux window and like weird statues on throne. the lawn.
2: <laughs> yeah, the
0: <laughs> Iron Throne of retractable knives. No, 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 like
2: no, no. Every- that's, that's another great little bonus in here. There's only one retractable knife, and that's the one that Hugh grabs by accident. Is there? all the rest are, really? are you know real that? knives there's only the huh? one prop knife huh.
0: does does the movie show that
2: they don't show it no but it is referred to at one point really yeah, oh, yeah okay that. so
0: that's awesome uh, point being like like they, they found a way to build this wonderful and beautiful house and they did film it in a real house that they built this all into it's not on a soundstage so, just props to them. It's a, it's a gorgeous movie. Yeah,
1: every every antique store in probably a 15 square miles was cleaned out. <laughs> to, <laughs> they did
0: well. They did well. <laughs> yeah. uh, right on. Well, David, wonderful pick. Any final Yay. thoughts on your future classic?
1: No, I knew. You know, I knew this was going to be a movie where we were going to spend a lot of time just kind of talking about. A lot around the movie and talking about some of like the insane thing I mean on paper this movie is kind of crazy if you're like Daniel Craig does a Kentucky accent, hear me out uh, <laughs> but in, in in like action it's it's so great and it all just comes together and I, I just I enjoy this conversation a lot
0: right on very good. Well, that was our conversation of Knives Out. We'd love to hear from you. Hi, hi at mgrpodcast.com. If you have any wonderful thoughts on Knives Out, again, uh, we'd love to hear whether or not you think it's a feature classic. Uh, you know, what, what do you think about what we've talked about with Knives Out? Do, do you feel passionately about the movie? Let us know. But let's go around the horn so we can find everybody online. Nicole, what are you up to?
2: I take care of our fa- Facebook page at facebook.com slash Podcast. You can ask questions. You can make suggestions. You know, check it out. Let me know. Let us know what you want to hear.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, David. What about you? Davla, D A V L U Z. Twitter, Instagram. Find me there.
0: Right on. You can find me on Twitter at I am Brett Stewart. That's where you can find me. But a reminder: next week is around the world. It's the Cole's pick, and we are watching R R R. That is the letter of R three times. Uh, it is a not a Bollywood film. It's a what? Tollywood, type of film? Nicole. Tollywood because it's from
2: it uh where? I can't remember the name of the region it actually that region fairly recently split uh, or was split for administrative reasons but okay. it's done in the Telugu language so it is a Tollywood movie rather than Bollywood
0: Yes it is the Indian states of Andhra Pradesh and Telangana Cool the more you know. We'll talk about that next week. We will see you all then.